Okay, so... Not done yet. Hey now, there goes the Spider-Man. Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, your friendly neighbourhood podcast. I'm Ian and with me as always is the man that has great responsibility with absolutely no power, Sean Ferrick. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Thank you very much. I will take that. It would have been nicer. It was going to be the man that has absolutely no power with great... No, wait, hang on. The man that has... The man that has great power with absolutely no responsibility. But then I realised, no, that's actually too much of a compliment. That would be great. And it didn't feel very on brand, did it? Uh, that's true. No, anything where I'm not left a little bit hurt and broken at the end of it. And I'm like, bit of tough day, Ian. Yeah, <laughs> just like, who hurt you? Who hurt you? I mean, other than me, <laughs> who hurt you? Why so serious? <laughs> right, wrong, so it's the, wrong studio, wrong franchise. Everything's wrong. All right. <laughs> I want to play a game. Uh, closer? <laughs> Not really. Is it? Um, so if the intro didn't give it away, um, and we're going to cover off um, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yay. Or Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh my god. Spider-Man. Uh, I will do that multiple times because that never fails to crank me up. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, ba- it's such a cool film. I'm so glad that we're talking about yeah. it. Um before we get into that, um, I've got something I need to get off my chest. Um, it's... <laughs> right, have you seen The Crown? I have. Well, I've seen... Uh, I know the new season was released today. Otherwise, I'm I'm up to date. Like, I haven't seen this season. Do you know what I mean? Oh, but you've seen all of the episodes? Yeah, I have, I've seen seasons one, two, and three. Yep. Okay, cool. Gonna rant about The Crown. Do you like it? Um, I, I think it's a beautiful uh, show. Like, I think I can see where the money goes. Um... I didn't enjoy the most recent season as much as the first two. I really liked Claire Foy. But you, you, you must understand that if I'm watching something that doesn't paint the royal family in a great light, I kind of enjoy it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding to all to all the lovely royalists out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, now... Yeah, not me, not this guy. Ian, do you have anything you need to say about The Crown? Because just for context, listeners, just before Ian unloads, uh, he's texted me 42 times this week <laughs> to tell me how much he needs to talk about this show this week. Uh, I reckon it's just because he's so in love with this show. Am I right? I am bursting. I despise this show what, so much. What do you hate about this show? So what, why do you hate it so much? I'm so... I'm. I like to keep the podcast positive as much as I kind of nitpick and I, I rip films apart. I, I like to talk about positive things, so I like to recommend things. But I couldn't not talk about how much I dislike The Crown. Um, I made it through four episodes, and I just I lost it with my. I didn't lose it with my other half, but I lost it in her direction because she was kind of enjoying it and I was like this is fucking bullshit how can, how can I buy into this you're going to find out I'm not a royalist at all they are the biggest waste of money in the entire world since somebody I don't know in like the chocolate teapot springs to mind like whoever marketed one of those as a genuine thing that was needed um how am I supposed to buy in to this ridiculously, ridiculously rich, wealthy, entitled, spoiled 
never has to want for anything family and the first the first episodes that I've watched are very much oh woe is me isn't life difficult oh Philip Philip don't do that Philip please don't don't kiss me in public Philip don't kiss me in private Philip it's so hard isn't it oh Philip great you you now you've married into this rich family are we happy about it we don't know we don't care it's this the the ceremonies the the pomp the it's so disjointed and I know it's escapism, but how can I feel anything for them when it doesn't matter? I think, do you know, I mean, I'm not going to rush to disagree, don't worry. Um, the the one character who I feel is depicted in a way where I do, I can't empathise because I, I, I have never, ever, and will never live in that situation, but you do feel sympathy a little bit, is Elizabeth herself. And I have to say, Claire Foy does a, does a great job. You're not wrong in what you're saying. I'm gonna explode! No, she's the one that I she's the one I relate to least. I love Claire Foy, actress, fantastic. But poor little spoiled Elizabeth. Oh my god! Isn't I'm I'm literally a princess, a fucking princess. It's it is and it isn't obviously based on real life because it's completely unauthorized. It's it is. It's a fictional account. So is is the struggle is that you know that there is a family. I mean. These are not my words. Sponging off, every, me personally, yeah. yes. Yeah. Is and <laughs> does that fuel me and my ancestors have paid for this inner turmoil? That if, if it's that much of a burden, fucking give it up. You don't have to be queen. You can abdicate. You can disband the whole shoddy Edward thing. Did and, it? Uh, yeah. yeah, but it brings a lot of tourism to the country. Yeah, good luck after Brexit. You're going to get me on a Brexit rant now, which you definitely don't want. But it, the tourism, like, save the money, save the money. Like, how many times do we have to refurbish these people's buildings just so that Prince Philip can go off and be racist somewhere? Which, that's the only bit of the show that I thought was pretty accurate. Was he in? You know the people that I related with was the tribe in Kenya that they go and see. And Prince Philip goes up to him and says, oh, that's a nice hat. And Elizabeth is like, that's a crown, you fucking moron. And the look on the the leader's face was just, you absolute scumbag. Really? You've come to my country and you're insulting what I wear. As the only person I can relate with, because I would have absolutely kicked him in the hoo-hahs. It's everything that's wrong with us. The show did something that I didn't think it was possible to do, and it did make me thoroughly dislike Matt Smith. Not as a person, I think he's oh, great and cool me, in interviews. But oh, you just hate him whenever he's on and the screen. And him facing down that sodding elephant. I don't care if that is based on something that happened. That's absolute nonsense. And it, it paints him in a light of this warrior man of, yeah, protect my woman. And the queen, I was really hoping that, that Claire Foy was going to run off and then come in and help and stand by his side. But no, she swoons and damsel and distresses her way up this treehouse and lets Prince Philip take over and stare down this fucking well, elephant. Honest, sorry what for the elephant. You expect, like, have you ever known your sovereign to be Xena warrior princess? You know, if... No, just a little bit more feminism would have been nice. I don't that's, it, do you know what? That is a problem I, with the show is because in a way you're really stuck by history. Like, you can't write an awful lot of, you know, progressive... Uh, this is not a defence of the show, but it's just, it's, it is 
a, a handicap that you're setting yourself by going, I will write a show about the monarchy, you know, starting in the 1940s, running up to uh, season four's 1980s. Um, great, well, there's some things we are not going to do. Equal rights is not going to be one of them. You know, all they, all, all they do, and they do give, there is some quite entertaining moments where, you know, Elizabeth claps back or, or something, and, you know, some, yeah. some quite enjoyable um, moments in that way. But yeah, like at no point, and you know it won't happen. But at no point is she ever going to, you know, assert herself in anything more than you know the monarchy must be a symbol. The monarchy must be a symbol. The monarchy is like, yeah, we get it. And I do get the appeal. I do, but I think it's glorifying something we need to stop glorifying. It it glorifies itself enough. Mm. Um, And I I think I don't think any. I don't know that anybody's watching the show laughing at it and mocking them and saying oh isn't this I think it is putting it on another fucking pedestal and trying to make them human and they're not human they aren't they they aren't born in any way human my my exact next thing that I was going to say but I think now she will have the opposite effect uh, is season 3 where uh, Olivia Coleman takes over um, and you have um, oh flip the name escapes me uh, Helena Bonham uh, Carter takes over as Princess Margaret. Uh, Margaret is far and away the most interesting character on the show, right? But you don't really root for these characters at all. They're not particularly... Actually, Liz comes off bad in season three. Now, it does do something which I didn't think you were going to do. You do kind of spend a little bit of time going, well, oh, poor old Charlie had a bit of a rough childhood, didn't he? <laughs> But again, it's fiction. So it's because you've put these names on it, but and you're 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 drawing on from history and inverted commas and newspapers and and what was reported. But it it is largely fiction. So I I struggle to relate to these people as fictional characters because I don't like say I don't care about them. They it you you can't relate to any of their it's like get a real problem like. <laughs> it's so frustrating to me, but people love this show. It, like, and I have to say, tell me why it is a dick because it looks great. It's because I guess it is. It's a soap opera, you know. And the fact that it, obviously it is based on the royal family, I don't know. Maybe sometimes you catch yourself going, "Oh, I can't believe that really happened." Despite the fact that the only thing they don't do is hit you in the face with a stick that says, "You know," like, you know. Any resemblance to real people is coincidental, you know, living or <laughs> it dead. Well you know, that, put that disclaimer at uh, the end, yeah. Um, no peasants were harmed in the making of this film. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't expect how much I would passionately dislike this TV show. Um, I, I kind of thought I could appreciate it at a superficial level, but I just feel like they're highlighting their problems and their issues is just a big old smack in the face to anybody that actually has to work for a living. Yep. And in that way, it's very much a depiction of real life. Yeah, well, grumble. But genuinely, guys, tell me I'm wrong. Like, please come at me at Twitter. Tell me why you love the show. Prove me wrong. Give me some episodes, some, like, standout episodes that are worth watching. Um, I will happily be be proven wrong, but it's just I don't think I'm going to be able to buy into this stupid poxy show about a bloody institution that shouldn't exist um but yeah borat that's another film that happened uh, <laughs> Jesus, 
There's uh, no way you can segue from the yeah. royal family to Manama Borat. So yeah, so I watched uh, the Borat subsequent movie film last night. I have. <laughs> Which, I, sorry, but the title uh, is the, t- the funniest the thing about the film. Uh, I I must be one of the two or three people on the planet I've never seen Borat. I have not seen the first film. I just sort of I don't know. I just missed it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, but of course, I have lived in the world for the last ten years, so I know who Borat is. I get the references, you know, and all that kind of thing. Uh, there were some jokes in this where I was literally sitting there, hands on my face, going, I cannot believe he is saying this. Um, yeah. The bit in the synagogue. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I the first film has merit. Um, there's still some bits that I'm not okay with, but there is some stuff in there that it is funny enough and it's tongue-in-cheek enough that you know it's tongue-in-cheek and you know the point that Sasha Baron Cohen is trying to make. This film hits you on the head with a hammer. It isn't subtle. It isn't tongue-in-cheek. It just says really, really hideous, racist things that doesn't... You're supposed to have believed by the end of Borat, distinguished movie film to propagate Kazakhstan, whatever it's called. Um, He's grown and he's learned um, and he's actually realised that being a massive racist isn't a good thing. It, we're back to square one at the beginning of this film. Like, he hasn't learned a damn thing. Um, I didn't like this movie either. This is going to be Ian shits on things for an hour. Basically, yeah. Lads, wait till you hear what he thought of Spider-Verse. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, uh, I suppose maybe in a bubble, I thought it was good for you giggles in it. Um, a lot of shock jokes. So I wonder now if I watch it again, you know, would it be worth it? But then again, again yeah. having not seen the first one again, I don't know. Um, I would watch the first one because I think if you found this one funny, then you'll you you'll probably really chuckle at the fir- at the first one. Cool. Uh, do you know the second where it lost me, and I can pinpoint it to a second. Go for it. The the dance. Um, yeah, the, that was a bit like we the, we actually in the white dress. I'm not often. In fact, I'm not a squeamish person, right? No. Nope. And I. God, how do I say? I'm not going to describe what happened. Yeah, neither of us will. It's a bit much. Now that it says an awful lot about our. Well, actually, we're kind of both showing up our um, discomfort with certain things in life. There, fuck this. I'm a gay man. There's stuff I'm just not used to. All right. <laughs> right. For the record, I'm not used to it either. This isn't a, a gay heterosexual thing. I'm not used to seeing what was put on screen either. Ah, yeah, um, it's unnecessary. If you've seen the film, you'll know what we mean. It's the dance where the where Borat's daughter dances and something happens and it's not nice. Uh, anybody that hasn't seen the film, stay that way. Um, and just fast forward to about 30 seconds from now when we stop talking about this. It's a bit grim. Um, but unnecessarily grim. The bit with Mike Pence is fun. Yeah, but I mean, it's poking fun at Mike Pence, so yeah, I'll buy into yeah, that anyway. That. It's a bit of That's fun. Yeah, I mean, when they target a special breed of sc- then they, they do it properly. Um, it's like he's being so pleasant in his creepiness. Um, oh, actually, oh, hang on. Sorry, you'll have to cut his name from that. You will have to bleep his name from what I've just said, or we're getting sued, because he's suing Why? everyone this week. Really? Yes, literally everyone. Can we not just call him Judy Rulliani? Uh, or... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, may- maybe cut this exchange out, but do put a really like if if you can get your hands on a really comically 
over the top bleep or something. Do that there. And then even I don't we can record. I had to bleep this after the third legal letter arrived. Um Oh shit, I'm editing. Fuck. Yeah, there you go, yeah. (laughs) Um no, we'll figure something. So you bottom line, you kinda liked the, the second film I did yeah I got I got, got yeah. giggles while I was watching it uh, probably wouldn't rush to watch it it doesn't strike me as something that's going to become a cult classic no whereas I think Borat the first film is is a cult classic I think this is very much this is funny because we're watching it in 2020 when you have all the stuff going on in America because obviously it completely takes the piss out of all of you know what's been going yeah. on this year um so I uh, might it might do the opposite. It might completely date it. You know, and the jokes won't be oh, funny. No, I think in five it will years, absolutely. because you know? the conceit is that they're um, they're sending a present. Oh, they're sending Borat over to um, give Trump a present, but they can't get near Trump, so they're giving it to Mike Pence instead. I I, I can't recommend this film, even if you liked the first one. I thought I would it just was funny. Steer give it well a go. Clear and give just it watch a go. The first one again. Give it a giggle. Go on. Give it a go. Uh, Don't mind him. Don't mind him. Look at him there with his big worry lines on his five head. God. Anyway, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. I do not have a five head. I do, I'm really self-conscious about my forehead. You. Oh, stop it! I have a six head. Asshole. Don't even. Don't even start. Jeez, God, listen, I can't stand right. under a bright light, so or I just you... look like Picard. <laughs> I can't use gel. I literally Sorry. cannot use gel because my hair becomes see-through. Oh, because there's there's not sure. enough of it. It just sticks together in lines, so you, it starts to look like cornrows. Even so what do you put in it, or do you just not wash it? <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I did put something in it, but it was like three months ago. Uh, no, um, oh, I have nice. like a, just a, a volumey spray thing, which basically glues the little. The base, it's basically pubes I have on the top of my head. W- welcome, welcome to the the hair care part of the podcast. You didn't know you needed or wanted. It is pubis. No one said that. So if you want to talk to me about The Crown, go to me. If you watch Borat, please go to Sean and send him any gifts that you want demonstrating exactly the scene that we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. And you can find me at Galactic underscore Dave yeah, on Twitter. Fuck you. Yeah, you. Find me under Baldy McBaldface. <laughs> That's all right. Listen, God only made a few perfect heads and the rest he called uh, hair. Th- th- yeah, there we are. Uh, I had that one before. Brilliant. Right, should we get on and talk about a film that actually is... Oh, wait, no, actually, there is some news. News team, assemble! Nope, there's no news at all this week. Let's move on to a film that's actually worth talking about. I forgot. Spider-Man into I forgot. the Spider-Verse. For the, you know, for the edits and everything, I was like, literally just before we started recording this, I was like, oh, we, we're trying to find some sort of news. Graham, we couldn't do it. And so we can, right, we're going to do, there's news, there's no news. Graham, completely forgot about that. And when Ian went, there's news, I was in my head going like, oh, what's he found? <laughs> oh, I'm a bit slow. I found some news. Things that we're not qualified to talk about is essentially the news that we found. Yeah, but effectively, um, yeah. Yeah, Google some stuff about <laughs> and that's what we're not going to talk about. So, um, on to Spider-Verse. Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse. Multiverse. Yeah. Yes, Woo. all very good. Okay, so... Well, I mean, it's in it. Um, not done yet. Hey now, there goes a Spider-Man. And go. If I could remember the tune, I'd start humming the 90s. 
awesome Spider-Man Spider-Man does whatever a spider can spins around what was the 90s version it's really kind of a techno-y kind of thing no uh, oh no it was oh no the, the, the Spider-Man in the 90s that one was legit that's oh, probably the I'm one fishing. that we remember more even though we know the theme tune for the original because everyone knows theme tune for the original yeah. right but the cartoon that we would have come up with would have been the cool Marvel one. Um, I sorry, I can only assume it was the same people that did X Men because obviously both Marvel. But yeah. X Men, I think, Similar was a little play. earlier. Um, I'm gonna absolutely dish out that, and I'm gonna play it across this. Just create myself more editing work to do. It's love fantastic. it. Right, editing Ian. Insert it. No, now it's too late. Insert it two minutes ago. Correct. Cheers. Timey wimey. Um, <laughs> so. When this film was announced and the trailer came out, the trailer, it was fantastic. Like, I mean, let, let's just save everyone a whole bit of time. This is a gorgeous film. Like, Watch this film. If nothing other than for the animation style, just when you think you can't see a new style of animation, this is it. It's, it's the best beautiful. looking of the cinematic Spider-Man films. It's not the Absolutely. best film, but it is the best looking film. No, and it's, it's even up there with one of the best Spider-Man films. It is, yeah. Yeah, um, because I have, we're not going to go through the whole series in this episode, but I have a lot of nostalgic love for the Raimi ones. Uh, yeah, I did definitely. enjoy the Amazing Spider-Man films. Um, I So did I. Yeah, I, good, there good. A, there isn't a bad Spider-Man film. I like all of them. Ian. Even three. I'm, I will defend three. I think it did too much, but I enjoy it and I will watch it. Too much, oh, everything between the opening and the closing. Yeah, well, I'll skip the Green Goblin stuff, but I'll skip that in every film. Oh, God. and what they called Venom. Anyway, anyway, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, and then, obviously, I really enjoyed the Tom Holland ones as well. And I'm looking forward to the next Tom Holland one. Um, yeah, Tom Holland's like, really cool. I think as well, like, we're, again, maybe maybe it's because we came up with Spider-Man. Spider-Man was kind of, it was on TV when when I was young, you weren't born. Um, and, <laughs> there are literally two years between us. Uh, I love you. Now you're defending the age gap. No, um, but I'm. Lo- <laughs> I, I the really age enjoy gap, not the hairline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely touched a nerve there, and I can see it there. It's about seven inches above your eyebrows. Um, <laughs> One of us has got seven inches. <laughs> I ain't going to argue with that, guys. If you're coming to this podcast, you're coming to me, and you're looking for that kind of a good time. I'm only going to let you down. Much oh, like dear. a Paul Bearer. Um, mm. But uh, worked, lost my track of thought there. <laughs> Sam Raimi, you like things. Spider-Man. Yes. We, we came up with animated Spider-Man. I do, yeah. So basically, Ian has spent the first 20 minutes shitting all over everything in this episode. So I'm trying <laughs> to come up with some nice things. I, I will um, back you up. I love this film. Ah, it's a great film. Can we, just, can we both say our one criticism of it at the start and just get it out of the way? Yeah, and we both agreed. Um, both we independently of each other, we both yeah. said it's too long. I'm sorry. Yeah, we I'm seem sorry. to make this complaint a lot, but it is. I reckon it's about twenty minutes too long. Yeah, and I think you know it's one of the things where they say, "Oh, but what would you cut?" I can think of a few things, but I know I'm not exactly saying that because they're would cut. bad. Yeah. But just yeah, there, there is a bit of padding going on. Yeah, there's stuff that it repeats things I don't need repeated. So you've made the point. Oh, yeah. Move on. I don't need it. I know what you mean, I, yeah. I don't need you to bash me over the head with it. With a big wooden mallet. Yeah, it's like, I get it. Poor Miles. Where is him? Um, I liked it as well. Show I... me Spider-Pig. <laughs> I 
John Mulaney as Spider Ham is just so yes, good. Yes. So good. Um, and uh, I just. Yeah. I think my favourite gag in the whole film is that's all, folks. Uh, can he I legally just, say that? <laughs> like, well, I just did. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Um, also, they cut um, his. So you know what everyone's going like, you know, oh, I lost my uncle, I lost my best friend. They cut his because um, what was it? His dad was electrocuted, and it smelled so good. Oh man, they cut it because dark. it would have destroyed the scene. Uh, yeah, so later on, his last dark. shot, you see him eating a hot dog, and he's standing outside Frankenfurters or something, and that was supposed to be his dad's restaurant. Oh, Sorry, Spider Pig is like my favorite. Um, big ups to Gwen. So, because we've always had MJ in the films, really. Yeah, uh, actually, well, on. yeah, of the Amazing Spider Man yeah. had Gwen. And I literally just it. said I like those films as well. I was like, oh, yeah, hang on. yeah, pooped all over yourself. <laughs> Emma Stone then... just had quite a just erased from my memory. Yeah, in fact, um, thingy, what's MJ? Oh, no, no, MJ is in the Tom Holland ones, but it's low-key MJ, isn't it? Is yeah, it? no, Joe, I, I like with it because, I mean... Zendaya is MJ, isn't she? Yeah, she is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just don't reveal it until the end of the film for some weird reason. Yeah, I mean... Oh, no, because you assume the girlfriend's going to be MJ. That's it. Yeah, yeah, got it. I can't remember... Oh, what are, anyway, oh, I can't remember her name either. Some sort of thing. I, I, I liked. I just anyone who would give out about. Oh, but MJ must be a redhead and everything. Oh, shut up and use your imagination. Oh, get lost. Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Um, like anyone can be anything. Fuck up. In fact, yeah. actually, that's one of the messages of this film. Anyone can wear the mask. There yeah, isn't just absolutely. one Spider-Man. Oh, nice. Well done, Ian. That was a good connection. Uh, pat good myself segue. on the back, but I don't think it was deliberate. But it was. <laughs> Well done. Well right. done. Before there, there gonna... ends our episode on Into the Spider. <laughs> exactly. Before we've even started, I'm gonna right. We're gonna pause right now because we're not going any further before I do the fucking synopsis for the film. Because we do this every week, we get knee deep and excitable, and there's we don't have any context. So if you haven't seen Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, go and watch it. That's your step number one. Um, if you still haven't, um, essentially it is um, set in the. Marvel has like lots of different Earths, basically mm. that that overlap. It's a multiverse, yeah. So there's lots of different universes. Um, we're in the Miles Morales universe. No, 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 we're not. We're in we're in a. Sp- I'm not going to do this very well at all. We are in a Spider-Man universe. Lots of other Spider-Men universes overlap. Kingpin creates this machine, which basically tears a hole in the fabric of space-time, and then. We have lots of other spider because Miles and I think Peter Parker, one of them was planted right in the middle. It's pulled a ton of other spider beings into Miles Morales's um, universe, and they all have to get home and stop Kingpin. Bottom line, they can't stay in the universe for too long, or they'll disintegrate. That's yep, that story ensues. That's that that yep. That's pretty much it. There is um, obviously then many adventures, and we'll get to the end when we get to it. But uh, yeah, you're dead right. So. Uh, Chris Pine as this Peter Parker, which it's is really cool. both times I've seen it twice now, and both times it was like end credits. Oh my god, it's him! And I managed to forget, so I was watching it again, going like, "Hang on, crap, who's this that one again?" Sounds familiar. Um, That's so, one of the. It's actually one of the nitpicks that I have is use voice actors. You don't need a big name hook, especially like Chris Pine doesn't have the necessarily 
as you've just demonstrated, distinctive voice, unless you're seeing him on screen and he's doing his Kirk thing. He actually sounds just like generic American. So just use a talented voice actor. Why do we... I, I know why, because you need the big name grab, don't you? And well, for I the think, most part, that's what the film does. I think, yeah. No, I... Because I just want to get this uh, pronunciation right. So is it... I think it's Shamik Moore. Uh, yeah, I'm not plays... going to attempt the pronunciation either, but yeah, that's Miles. So he plays Miles, and he is brilliant. Like he oh, completely carries the film, and um, just like really quick, I'm not going to do the oh, and here's the voice cast. But I mean, what a voice cast! You got Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld, you got Maharshala Ali. Um, yeah, he is awesome as the uncle. Brian Tyree Henry is fantastic as uh, you know Jefferson Davis. Oh, so good. Lily Tomlin is that way. Zoe Kravitz. She's she's Mary Jane. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, and uh, and of course the well we've got Lee Schreiber as as Fisk. Uh, I love Lee Schreiber. Oh, I love Fisk in this film. I can't I can't yeah. understand the proportion of his head to shoulders. It fucks me up. Oh every yeah, it makes time, no sense but whatsoever. But I, I enjoy that. I so good. Yeah. Um, he, he one one of the things I love about King Kingpin because I like that. I I still have the image of you know the white suit. Uh, big guy from the cartoon of the 90s mm. and then I personally had no problem Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin in Daredevil yep that's great Michael Clark Duncan was carved out of the side of a mountain so that absolutely works uh, Vincent D'Onofrio the best Kingpin oh yeah. my god His, it's Kingpin's presence isn't it he's just yeah. a fucking unit he's just immovable object uh, but I like him in this, as you say like he is he's completely you know it does what animation does you know he's yeah. ridiculous um and there is it's a brief moment but there is a moment where he becomes sympathetic now i mean it is it's a 0.68 seconds but he's doing all of this for a sympathetic reason yeah he, no you're absolutely right he is um what he doesn't realize is that it's Still, the thing that drives his family away, and I we're going to jump right to the end. But him watching all of the different permutations of his family, it's kind of like shadows from different universes come in. Basically, when he's unveiling his plan and he's like about to kill Spider Man, and they're all just they are all simultaneously horrified, turn away, and walk off. And I totally buy that that would give him pause for thought, and it's a brilliant exit for spider-man yeah no it is so 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 well done because i mean how many different multiverse so discuss the first how many different multiverse things do you see where which one's the evil one you know so which is the family that's going to come through and be like we'll tear this reality apart no none of that happens all of the spider-men that come through are all good guys spoiler but not really um and all of the versions of his family that pop up in that scene all it's sorry you said it best they all look away in horror and i think it's the fact that it doesn't matter how many universes doesn't matter how many actions they're not on board with this willie yeah sorry buddy you're on the wrong side of history here um but the, the film subverts expectations it does all very over well. the place it actively avoids clichés so much that it even ditches the great responsibility comes great power. Yeah. <laughs> With great ability comes great accountability. Oh, That's fucking yeah, awesome. There's even a pause where they're just like, really? Uh, just, just, uh, you, you probably knew this already. Right at the very, 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 very beginning, like the opening credits, right? And you have 
Chris Pine's Peter Parker is doing his introduction, the first yes. of about 17 introductions. Um, and there is that line, and it's lifted wholesale, copy and paste from the Sam Raimi film in 2001. It's Cliff Robertson, it's that actor. They just use oh, his, that's awesome. with great power comes great responsibility. And it is, it's lovely. That's um, brilliant. I mean, that is so... No, I was going to say, he passed away in 2011. So Aww. it was just it's nice that they nice found nod. a way to include him. But that in itself is a brilliant nod because the film opens with, right, let's do this one more time, which is a nod to how many origin stories we've had to Spider-Man, but also you're going to have it six times in this film as well, but it's just an awesome little meta nod. It's 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 one of the things that, and I know, like the spinners, it's one of the things that I like, Homecoming didn't do this, and uh, uh, Captain America Civil War didn't do this. He's just no. a kid. He's just a kid who's got powers. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It doesn't. Well, he does give it kind of passing mention, doesn't he? That he's yeah, like, no, oh, I got, I got bit, bit by, by a spider, spider and shit. Was, yeah. Robert Jenny, or Tony Stark. Sorry, he's just like, yeah, whatever. Do you want to join the team? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's a thank you. We know how Spider Man got his yeah. sodding powers. Something that um, oh man, which one was it? It was Batman versus Superman, wasn't it? That did the super dramatic pearl necklace splatter on the floor. This is oh, we talked about this before. Looks amazing. We've seen poor Thomas and Martha Wayne. How many times are they going to be murdered? So many times. Oh, bit like Uncle Ben, actually. Yeah. Bloody hell. Although there was a couple of, there's a couple of universes where he doesn't die, isn't it? So it's somebody else. Nice for a bit of context. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Like you know, kind of like you got a part in a Spider-Man film. Brilliant. You're playing Uncle Ben. Bollocks. Uh, One (laughs) and done then. (laughs) But. so, Miles Morales, uh, he is very much not Spider-Man at the beginning of this film. No. He's just a kid. You know, he is living with his dad, and his dad is corny as anything. He's cool. He's a cop, and oh, I yeah. love the scene outside the school. I love no, it. I hate... Right, I'm glad we're going to disagree about this. I hate that scene so much. I, so, my, my only other hiccup, other than the length of the film, is his dad's unbelievable. No dad that wants their son to succeed in this admittedly difficult school would do that. No, come on. On a megaphone. Now, Nobody being... would do that. It's not it's not even it's it's the purely the fact that he could do that is why he did that. No, but because he wouldn't do it. There is no underlying oh dad doesn't get me and we have a bad relationship. It's because they are buddies and you can see it instantly how well they get on together. And even Miles' reaction, of course, it's mortification, but it's mortification with a smile. It's because he knew he could get away with that. I thought that was brilliant. Because, again, as you said, this kind of, it turns on expectations. You kind of assume, because they do, they kind of snap at each other just before he gets out of the car. So, of course, this is Spider-Man. What's the first thing you think is going to happen? He's got to drive into a pillar or something immediately <laughs> after this. Like, yeah. Oh, man, that man's got a big, massive X on his head. Yeah. And it doesn't, uh, it completely flips out. And I, I loved that. Because, for me, it just went, now, you thought he was about to die, didn't you? But where's the buddy stuff? Because all I see is the dad pressuring Miles into... For rightly or wrongly, into a very, very prestigious school, great. But even when I thought the redeeming part was going to be when Miles has the night from hell, he sees Spider-Man die in his universe, comes home, and basically he's escaped Kingpin, and he's just like, Dad, can I just stay here the night? 
And I thought all of the bullshit would go to one side and his dad would just say, yeah, no, of course you can. But even then, he says, no, 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 you've got to make this school work. You're going back there. And then mum has to swoop in and save the day. So I'm like, at what point does he fucking let up? No, I mean, sorry. Off air, we will talk about your relationship with your father because you obviously have issues that you need to deal with here. And that's absolutely (laughs) fine. Um, I've worked through that with my dad. We we call it beer. Um, (laughs) But... uh, no, even then, I thought, because from the dad's context, he has already got a phone call to say that he's mitched off school once, um, and now he's just turned up at the house. Of course, you know, it's like, ah, oh, come on, like, what are you doing? And you can tell the interaction that Miles has with his teachers and with everyone, it's, they're really, there. I was like, you are, you're a genius, and you need to be here in this situation to nurture I, I i got it completely maybe we just totally read the scenes differently i got it that it was all nurturing yes definitely you're right like the dad does he he pushes him so he's more forcefully nurturing but i never got to see either the feeling of he is in a bad place yeah i don't know i just i totally this is fascinating i totally got the opposite read on it i feel like that his dad is being too overbearing which pushes him into the arms of his uncle and is pushing him further away from his academic studies if he let up a bit and let him do the spray painting on the side maybe he'd apply himself more at school but here's two guys that don't have kids talking about parenting (laughs) so who better to be qualified um but there is the other side of it his dad is a cop like you can't go around tagging everything (laughs) someone's got to clean that stuff true yeah and there is the interesting part that he when he was younger with his brother with Mahershala Ali they were tagging as well so you can see why he's gone the opposite the opposite extreme but I mean that is for me the least interesting bit of the film so (laughs) yeah we spent five minutes I'm so guilty of this as well Um, can we talk about how good Mahershala Ali is as Uncle Aaron Uh, and I didn't see the twist I kicked myself I should have done but I didn't see the twist coming no, I don't think. Actually, I, I think I'm with you. I don't. I didn't see it coming. Um, it was really good, really clever. I think maybe when Miles goes to his apartment, because obviously you don't see him unmasked for a while. Uh, mm. Obviously, we are heavily assuming you've seen the film at this point, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, he uh, turns out. What's his name? Spectre? Turns out to be Kingpin. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Kingpin was just a, a robot suit. Um, yeah, Prowler. Prowler, that's um, it. And but so yeah, so Uncle Aaron. And you can almost look at Uncle Aaron and Prowler as two separate characters for most of the film because Uncle Aaron is the coolest, most laid back he is. He is more openly nurturing because he's like, yeah, let's go, let's go spray paint, let's tag. And he brings him down to the subway and... Yeah, do all the things your dad won't let you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Which is kind of what the job of uncles is supposed to be, you know? Like within reason, obviously. Um, It's better off him doing it with his uncle than some dodgy gang people, which I think he's actually worried that might happen. Yeah. Yeah, so and and rightly so because I mean, well, no, sorry, not rightly so, Sean, you middle class twat. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, moving swiftly along, uh, but yeah, but it's because of his uncle that Miles gets his powers, kind of. And, yeah, and, and that scene it cracked me up because I was very aware that they were going to play it differently because by this point I know that they're subverting some things. So massive, massive build up of Spider comes along. Clearly, a it's glowing green. It's fucking radioactive. Yeah, it's crawling along. There's like different camera shots. It goes up the leg. It goes down the shirt, and then it loads and loads of different takes frames. Time to, like... It takes seventeen minutes to get there, and then it goes dink, and then pause, 
And then Miles just goes, flick, flicks it off and walks away. Like, no reaction. Great. No, like, venom. No, like, big build-up of powers. It's just, eh. And that, it would play geniusly, and it cracked me up. It was, it was really, really clever how they did it, because, you know, there's no kind of, even in the, the, the prequels, if you like, everyone, their story starts as spider version you know, yeah. there's no kind of see the bite again. So because we've done, we've seen the bite. We've seen the yeah. bite. You know, we've seen Tobey Maguire getting bit. We've seen Andrew Garfield getting bit. So, all right. Actually, when you put it that way, we've only seen it twice. All right. Show it just me feels more like bites. A lot more. It feels like it a lot more, doesn't like it? More. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really really good. And then that's kind of yeah, as you said, that's kind of the end of that scene. They go back. He goes back to his Storm, and he I'm wakes. Don't worry up. about that anymore. Yeah, it's grand. Like, and then he wakes up, and he's obviously taller. Yeah, and he's he doesn't fit into his trousers or something, does That's he? That's it, yeah. Instead of then, being around his ankles, well, they're up in the middle of his shins. And his roommate, yeah. who hasn't a clue what's going on around the world around him, is just nothing. It doesn't, <laughs> like, doesn't phase him I, at all. I must have hit puberty. Did I say that out loud? Oh, I, lo- I, I love this well. That it's only after he gets bit that the um, it becomes more of a comic. So the whole thing, yes. like, the animation... So I... I don't know an awful lot about animation other than just what I see on the screen, right? Yeah. So I think this looks great, probably underselling it by so it much. It looks phenomenal. It looks like it was rotoscoped. It looked like they had actors and they rotoscoped it. Yeah. It, That's no, the only it really word does. I do know, so I'm trying to show off. Uh, <laughs> it, like, it's um, just really silky. And I can see why it gave some people a headache at the cinema when they saw it in 3D because it is a bit... Our eyes are used to seeing what they see if that makes sense so mm, mm. i know toy story took a long time to get used to because that was the first that was completely cgi where we used to drawn animation this i don't know how they do it i don't know what they do but it is definitely a different type of animation and it took me a good 10 minutes to get used to it but even i was, yeah, I was watching so it good it is it's so good no, I, was, I was watching it there tonight i'm sort of fresh on this now i only finished about a half an hour before we started recording and for a minute i thought you now I, I I watched it on that streaming service. That I mean, do 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 we name it or not? I don't know. Disney Plus and Thrust. You know the other one. Um, Netflix. And, uh, yes, that one. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's have I got to bleep? Have I got to bleep that out as well? I don't know. Oh no! I'll just switch it. I'll put Netflix in front of Rudy Giuliani's name and a Rudy Giuliani over here. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you have to take all this bit out now, so you don't spoil uh, the joke. But anyway, I yeah, love it. No, I love fine. it. So. So I was watching it this evening on that streaming service and I actually thought for a second, was I watching a 3D version of it? Now I know, yes, it kind of, but it's because of the way the artwork comes about. Some of it, some of it is more, not traditional, but easier on the eyes. Yeah, they they jump, I mean, the, the beauty of doing a multiverse story is that it jumps a little bit into anime, it jumps a bit into drawn cartoon with uh, Spider-Ham. Um, it jumps about so much and you totally buy it because it's just like yeah different universes cool yeah um uh i mean i i I really like when it goes to the anime one uh penny parker penny parker yeah yeah oh she's brilliant oh Um, the mech the mech suit that gets pulled to bits it's all right i am rebuilding what's wrong why am i more attached to that mech suit than i am to like even the spider didn't die (laughs) Even yeah, the spider was alright. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sake. Um, but uh, oh, did I lose my train? No, no. It was yeah. Like it was. 
it looks 3D a bit. And then, sorry, that's that was it. And then up until he gets bit, it's really cool, amazing, beautiful animation. He gets bit, and it becomes all of that, and it becomes a comic book. Words yes. start to appear on the screen. He starts to, and he's saying, like, why, really why am I cool. thought so loud? And he has not thought bubbles, but, you know, those little um, animation it, people help me out here, those thoughts. Exclamations? Squares. Panels? Thought, I don't know. Panels? Whatever uh, it is. But it's not overused either. It's not used for, mm. so I think he's like falling down and it's like, oh no! <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> it is really well done. Um, and like, the, so the spider sense appears and it's literally like the wibbly lines coming out of the head. Oh, I love and it. I love yeah. it whenever there's a group of spider people together and all of the wibbly lines appear and it's like, oh, you're all on the same page. It's really cute. <laughs> when they're all, I'm just going to keep pulling out funny bits when they're all on the ceiling. And the, no, to the left. They're trying oh, to hide from the roommate. Like, to the left. No, no, no. To the right. No, no, no. That way. Ugh. Fucking hilarious. Like, oh, I know. It is. And that's what... It is a very funny film. In it's bits. hilarious. It's serious. Like, it does have serious moments. Yeah. And it has adult themes. That, well, you know, adult in terms of, you know, what... People die, basically. People die in the stay yeah. Um Yeah, for a that while, surprised me, actually. That the fact that Miles' Peter Parker dies and stays dead. Oh, I thought he was coming back. Yeah, I just assumed that, or that he would, or another Peter Parker would stay or something. But I like the way they explain it. It's like, no, they can't. That's the whole point. So, yeah. no. And, you know, Peter Parker had to die, kind of, for Miles to become Spider Man. So, even though anyone can wear the mask, there can only be one Spider Man, or the world will explode at the end. Yeah, the film doesn't work, does it? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it does, it's, it's bloody brutal. How it is. So yeah, basically, Miles, thankfully, they don't do too long of, oh my god, I have powers now. Like, it's kind of... A... And I was really relieved on that. Really there is a little relieved. bit, because there has to be. But, yeah. like, look, oh, put Gwen's hair. Sorry, oh, that's, that's gas. Because <laughs> uh, that's what I saw them both the as teenagers there. Yeah. The fingers are stuck in her hair. It's brilliant. But what's brilliant is that at that point, Gwen knows that he's Spider-Man, because her senses will have gone off. So it makes it less creepy as well because there's a little bit of. Can you get off me now? Stop touching me. Stop touching my. Get off yeah, just, my hair. Yeah. And then, you know, he has. They, they have to shave the side of her head and thankfully it looks great. But then he's. I love it. He's walking through. It's his inner monologue and he's walking through the school. It's all right. Nobody noticed. Miles, people noticed. Yes, they did. Yeah. <laughs> like, pe- people saw that, Miles. Uh, and then I, but although it is kind of now again you suspend your disbelief but it is kind of like you know, he's walking along the side of the building right <laughs> only Gwen sees him he's not even two stories up no everybody should be able to see it and then he Why stumbles he... into his own room so I was like oh this is my room yay convenient convenient yeah. um, but no but, that was yeah. so I the, the I think the the, the the bit this film handles best is introducing multiple spider people. Does it very so well. it would have been pretty easy just to introduce a few different Peter Parkers in different outfits and then you have conflict because whenever you meet a duplicate of yourself, you hate them. You don't get on with them. But mm. when I heard this film was coming out, I was like, oh, they're just going to bury this. It's not going to do anything. Um, because this is this concept is way too out there. We're not ready to see this multiverse crossover thing and happily proved wrong and they picked the most fucking obscure spider people in the entire world and i love it i love it so much spider noir 
I it's love Nicholas Cage. So good. Oh. He's got the Rubik's Cube and he's like, I do not understand this. It's like the epitome of what he wouldn't understand. And he's like, I'm taking this with me. Is this purple? No. Is this purple? No. It's so good. Everything's black and white. Oh, I know. You know, put up your dukes and we'll have this. Oh, yeah, no, he's, so he's pretty, And I love the fact it's one of his most understated performances. It really is, yeah, and it's brilliant. I hope he comes back. I hope they do a live-action version and he's it. That would be great. I mean, I'm not sure if they have enough Thorazine for them to do a live-action version with him, but, you know. No, probably not. Um, no, love love Spider Noir, love Spider Ham. He's like, why uh, did you uh, pick Spider Ham? Uh, how do you how did that thing? get past the writing board? It because it, it really shouldn't because every moment he's in, I mean, you reminds cannot, you you're in a movie. Yeah, exactly. You cannot take the scene seriously, <laughs> right. and 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 they play it up, and yet it works somehow. It it's yeah. so surreal. You're just like. It's fine. Multiverse, anything can happen. And all, I think all of the characters are kind of there with you. Oh, the best bit is when he's just like, uh, do animals speak in this universe? Because I don't want to freak him out. <laughs> I love, and I love so every, every time his eyes express something, his nose expresses something as well. Yeah. Oh, oh no, I, lo- I, I love him. He is, uh, and he's it used just the right amount. He, it, you know what? Yeah, no, he is absolutely. I think all of them are used sparingly. Uh, I think I would, I could have done with seeing a bit more, a bit more of them, or I probably could have had another one, another version, because um, the focus is really on Miles, uh, Gwen, and Haggard Gwen, Peter, Peter Parker. B. Parker. Yeah, yeah, the Haggard Haggard Peter that's life hasn't really gone the way it's supposed to. Um, the focus well, is on them. Jake which Johnson. Is, yeah, uh, uh, which which is kind of safe in a way, isn't it? Because you focus on them. They're the three touchstones. Everybody knows Spider-Woman, Spider-Man and Miles Morales. You know those characters if you've got a passing reference to Spider-Man. I would have liked bit, to see yeah. the other guys involved a little bit more. Uh, and I think that's where we've got the problem on the length, is that it takes too long to get there as well. Do you know what I think? So one scene... I like the scene, but you could definitely trim it back, would be when they go to, is it Alchemex, I think is the name of the lab, and they go to get, the to find out what's going on, basically, with the Hadron Collider, and that's where you get introduced to, which I really, really like this, you get introduced to Liv. <gasps> oh, the gender-bent um, um, Dr. So, Octavius. Olivia Octavius, I, I'd love that, absolutely love it. and I love her uh, tentacles in this as well. Yeah, they were arms, all, they weren't like entirely bubble. mechanical, were they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, they're really cool. But, but I will say, it does go on about five minutes longer than it should. The whole chase through the, um, the chase through the forest with the computer, and because he's trying to teach Miles how to, and I love that they actually use the word, you've got to thwip <laughs> and turn. Yeah. Thwip, thwip and turn. I love it. <laughs> uh, that's really good. But it just, it's just a shade, kind of dragging this job yeah. right now a little bit. Um but, but that's the worst thing I'll say about it. I really, really like Liv Octavius. It is so um, good. Again, just didn't see it coming. That's such a spin. Like, that is... Every iteration of Dr. Octavius is this kind of slumpy, slovenly dude that's just... Yeah, slumpy, slovenly? Ugh. Alfred Molina? 
Well, as Doctor Octavius is, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so this didn't see it coming because she's really, she's like unassuming librarian scientist that I almost expected to turn good and to turn on Kingpin. To then turn out to be Octavius is brilliant. Um, In fact, the, 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 when they do the overview of, I think it's blonde Peter Parker, Chris Pine, they pull the scene from Spider-Man 2, but he punches the car out of the way instead of it coming into the cafe. It's, it's very good, yeah. Like, this oh, Spider-Man is perfect. So you know, nothing yeah, ever went wrong. Literally nothing went wrong. Uh, um, oh, no, it is. It's very good. Obviously, that's our kind of reintroduction to Spider-Gwen in this scene. So it's our introduction yeah. to Spider-Gwen. It's our reintroduction to Gwen Stacy. And it's the yeah. first of the, let's do this again. Oh, no, yeah. second, sorry, because obviously we got Jake Johnson's Yes, yeah, that's it. And just, no, one more time, and then explains everything. Um, so I, I think right, there's five minutes there that's probably could be trimmed, and I, it, there's I'm gonna sound like a dick, but there's five minutes of heart that needs to be removed from this film. The stuff is too much with his uncle, and my dad doesn't understand me, and life is oh, hard. No. And it's like Uncle Aaron. I, Get it? Life is hard, and I can never relate to how hard that life is. But I'm also, I'm move on. Show me some spider things. A a genius who's been sent to private school to nurture his genius. Yeah, exactly. I'll never be able to relate to that because. Oh, don't worry. I'm right there with you. Um, Dumb as a post and twice as ugly. That's what my dad tells me anyway. Um, (laughs) When he's finished beating you with said post. Uh, well, listen, I'm not saying it's the best way of, uh, you know, father-son relationships, but sure aren't we both still here. Yeah. <laughs> so they're talking pig or something. <laughs> um, they, you know, the very... Well, actually, you know, we have Spider-Gwen, Peter Parker, and Miles, lead character, Sean. Uh, and they all come together and they say, sure, what did all of these people have in common? Aunt May, it's always going to be Aunt May. Yeah, and that was a that was a nice way of doing it. She does pull them all together. I yeah. did think it was. A, I'm going to pull on this film again. It was a bit shitty that they ditch him, and they're just like, "He's not ready. He's not good I enough." Don't ditch, but like, they oh, do. Sorry. Okay. Right. I see what you mean. But would you bring a wildly uh, unfit child into a battle? Yeah, he's got powers. Yeah. Okay. Bad example. Listener, would you bring a... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he's got to learn. Actually, yeah, like, you know, the last wildly unfit child Ian found, he threw working on his shop floor. You get lunch when that's clean. True story. Yeah. Um, And then he married her. I didn't... But... uh... (laughs) It just... It seemed a little bit predictable. It was a bit like third act conflict, Avengers film. I've said I've moaned about this before. Um, Third act conflict... Must get back together. I thought Surprising he he comes to film. the rescue. No, I do like it. I just don't like that. If you're going to subvert some cliches, let's subvert that one. Why don't do like a boot camp where we're going to help you. We're going to get you on track. But oh, I don't know. We'll put Aunt May in a mech suit or something. I don't know. While, while, while you are collapsing there in your ennui of dread and <laughs> hatred, um, I, I, I love that they... they take the pace out of obviously you know this this universe of spider-man is so perfect that he has a big spider lair um, yeah, it's you so have, good yeah like peter b parker's just like oh that's a bit pretentious isn't it he's um, like oh you see i've got something like this but it's it's kind of just a, a room bit smaller 
There's one silly thing. So they're coming into the back garden and Aunt May, for no discernible reason, kicks the door open. With um, the back door. I've I, no, yeah, no, there's no the reason. Like, yeah, there's no need. Open this is your door. Just open it. Yeah. I think you it, just it's, busted your own luck. Yeah, I think it's to show us that she's kick-ass and she just gets shit done. Yeah, don't um, she though? She gets them to meet up, but it's not like they're, you know... Yeah, well, you know, as you say, don't put, they didn't put Aunt May in a mech suit. Yeah, um, they needed to have done. But yeah, did, the only thing I will say that it, it, there was there wasn't an unnecessary love story here. I half expected Miles and Gwen to get it on, but then there's kind just of a think nice that's common. Yeah, handshake and we're friends. Maybe it comes later, but I'm glad it didn't come in this film. There was yeah, not same. an ounce of love in this film or romance, and I loved it. Exactly. This is broken hearts all around, and Ian wept with joy. I did. Uh, it was great. That I, sounded sarcastic, guys. I meant that. I um, le- lap, lapped up MJ's tears. Absolutely, yeah. Thank God you said tears. So they go down and there's all the different spider costumes there. And they even see one with a cape, which is brilliant. And also in a blink and you'll miss it, there is the end game. The iron spider suit is in that cage. And it's yes. only in, And then I think, because I think in every other scene, Gwen's standing in front of it. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was like, you know, really I don't cool. know if this is a rights thing, but I enjoyed that little Easter egg. That was good. Yeah. Uh, um, because I do, like, I think, now, I, I guess there is, how long is a piece of string to this one, but does anyone have a favourite Spider-Man costume? I am I'm very partial to the just the traditional red and blue. I like that. You know, I, uh, yeah, no. I really like the, sorry for talking over you. Um, no. Just I've, 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 I've got I've, oh, I've got a fucking thing. No, um, the Sam the Sam Raimi ones. I that's probably my favorite Spider Man because they really costume. pop. The the They're black brilliant. lines on those really pop. My favorite is actually Tom Holland's, but the first one he has the not the first one, but the the first one he has from Stark because it's really I like how the red pops out. It's really understated and it's just super. It's like ultraviolet bright red, bright blue. Mm. Um, I really really like that. Yeah. and the eyes that kind of move about are really cool I do like that I like that a lot yeah, yeah. it's really good um, but uh, yeah costumes are good um, and then we <laughs> get <laughs> sorry I lost that train of thought uh, but yeah you're right now there is the and it does sort of come out of the blue a little bit where they're like Miles has no powers oh, I can't with it and as I say I get it don't you know don't bring or right tool for the right job if you can't do the job don't bring him I mean this is literally life and death yeah but, but then yeah, you write yourself bit... into a corner because you have to have him in the finale so uh, and the way they get him there is fine it's okay it's cool I just mm. I would skip that bit of the movie and then just yeah I'm here now you could have this... even made that the joke of wait didn't we leave you back home yeah but I did some soul searching and now look I've got powers yeah, we, we all knew this was coming guys <laughs> yeah um I I I think if not it's not my favorite line of the film but one of my favorite lines of the film is they're basically sitting there it's when Spider Noir is going like this this purple yeah this is a Rubik's cube <laughs> and uh, Miles bursts into the house and they're like where are you followed and you know doorbell and <laughs> doctor and then like you know oh my god oh my god oh my god mate oh great it's live. <laughs> it's like alright okay obviously Aunt May and Olivia know each other yeah it's weird isn't it I love that it's so good I love that it's like where you followed and then his face just sinks he's like um no. ding dong <laughs> ding dong shit oh, it's um, brilliant um, so uh, the finale of the film is fin- it's 
stunning, isn't it? It is. It, it so is. But, look, but before we get to that, there's pretty. one. There's one big thing because it happens in this scene, uh, and mm. I kind of skipped over a little bit of Spider-Man Prowler stuff because it's all very good and visually oh, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this scene is when Spider-Man discovers that. No, well, he has just discovered that Uncle Aaron is Prowler. This is where Prowler discovers that Miles is Spider-Man. Yeah. Seconds before he is shot by Kingpin. Absolutely brutal. Yeah. Very good. What Very a gut punch. As if he needed more motivation to be mad at Kingpin. Mm. Um, this Any doubt you had, it gives it gives it to him. And it kind of even... I know I said that there is sympathetic motivations behind kingpin but he is a he is an unsympathetic character like and this solidifies it you're like nah, it just... really does he's bad to the core and what was prowler's motivation again i think just money i think just, just simply like, he just got caught hire. up in it yeah yeah um, and then like he was bad i mean it's alluded that he has killed before and will kill again but once he discovers oh, i'm not going to kill my nephew yeah it kind of it sadly justifies the dad as well which pisses me off because it's like yeah actually your uncle is a bad dude he does do some bad shit and you shouldn't well, be hanging out knew. with him not specifically uh, knew but maybe he, he knew something like as in maybe gangs or I think if he knew then he would 100% ban Miles from hanging out with him because he just says I don't like you hanging out with him it's not a you you 100% should not be doing this yeah no that's that's fair um, but yeah, no, the finale wraps up the, the film finale. really well visually. It does weird, the, like it's how do you wrap this up? And they they do it really, really well. Really, really well. Um, I I love the visuals of when they they use the hadron collider thing, mm. and it seeps into New York, and like the purple cubes and like the multicolored shit. The 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 visual effect of the multiverse kind of leaking is really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Like I. Um, again, being ignorant of th- these kind of things, like I am, I look at every every frame of that, and I'm just like, someone got real sick of looking at this for like the seven months <laughs> it took to animate that second, didn't they? Yeah, they must have done. Oh, oh but it's yeah, so it's good. got all everything's kind of buildings are coming out of nowhere. You've got trains in the middle of the air and everything, because unsurprisingly, Kingpin's Kingpin's plan doesn't really work. Nope, it absolutely blows up in his face, as you'd expect. Yeah. Um, but no, really, really good. Is there anything else, anything else you want to pick out from the film? Um, mm, I mean, other than, I kind of call it, it's one of the things like, watch it. You know, just it, watch good. it. It's like bloody good. If you, I, I don't know, if you have to rank the Spider-Man films, it's up there, as you said. Yeah, you know, I, it's different. That's, that's its most redeeming quality, is that it is, for the seventh film, what did they I guess seventh or eighth film in a franchise, be it different continuities, it's it's original. Like it's it's not often you get to Spider Man Seven, and it's it's an original concept. Like it's, and even for animation, just as an animated movie, it's an original animated movie. It is. Yeah, this, I mean, I'll probably be corrected immediately, and please do correct me if there's I can't think of anything like it visually. There, there isn't. This is. I would. Yeah. I think we need to do a bit more research into what the style of animation is because it is different to, it's a bit it's almost uncanny valley nearly I'm going to call it spider-verse type I mean I might be totally wrong but I'm calling yeah. it spider-verse animation they'll, and then you'll know what I'm talking about we should probably give some credit to the studios one of them studios Sony yeah. Animation Sony Animation and Marvel uh, Lord and Miller um, as well who were heavily they involved in things. the yeah. creation of this uh, Philip Lord wrote it uh, Miller produced it with him um, and we they can... did the Lego movie 
yeah, well, know, and Lego like Batman and shit. Like you can yeah. tell their their meta stamp is all over it. The kind of winks and nods are, are over in this film. And speaking of wigs and nods, um, uh, for, I'm ignorant to this because I'm not an American. I'm not saying you have to be an American to get baseball, but was it baseball? It was baseball. Thank yes. God, Jesus. Um, so yeah, for, the number forty-two appears throughout this film and that's a massive nod to Jackie Robinson um, which is really really nice that's a I really that's cool. really nice touch it's not just yeah. 142 there's the, the the lottery ball that picks him the place at the school is a 42 and there's a sign he knocks over and he lands on the pavement and there's 42 either side um, there's 42 the in the eyes of the mech suit yes the spider has 42 on its back um, mm. so yeah really 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 cool nice Sweet. nice nod there's a lot of um there's the obvious Stan Lee cameo, but there's a lot of little cameos where he's on every train. Yes. Apparently, if you're to freeze frame this, he's on every <laughs> single train because they have fun. Uh, the, the one thing is, like, I know with every Marvel film, you must stay for after the credits, but you must stay for after the credits. For yeah, this, this is actually crucial to the story. <laughs> it, it's bloody brilliant. Um, yeah. A cameo by Oscar Isaac. Um, yes. As well. So, but again... If you've managed to get this far and you haven't seen it, what the bloody hell? But just in case, I won't spoil that one. But if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and there is going to be a sequel. And I think they're going to do... The, the plan is to do a Spider-Gwen sequel as well. Oh, a Spider-Woman sequel, which would be really cool. But it's written itself, hasn't it? It's a multiverse. You can literally branch off and do whatever the, do whatever hell, the hell you, you want. want. You do um, the Chris Pine Spider-Man as well. If, yeah, you know, if you any, really any want. That, you know? Yeah, it's really, really cool. Sean, on the spot, really quick, 60 seconds, rank all of the Spider-Man films in order of your favourites. Uh, okay, bottom Spider-Man 3, obviously. Um, I yeah. would put possibly Amazing Spider-Man 2 after that. I did really enjoy it, but it doesn't really hold up. Um, so Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man 2. Uh, Far From Home, didn't love it. Wasn't terrible, didn't love it. Um, then I would potentially, what have I got left? Probably Amazing Spider-Man then. Um, original Spider-Man, um, and I might put Homecoming and Spider-Man Two as maybe joint top. And you're not going to put Spider-Verse in there at all. Cool. Um, I would. Put... <laughs> I've only spent the last hour and five minutes talking about it. Like, how did I put? Uh, I would put that above, probably above Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I would say, um, probably above the original Spider-Man. To be honest. Yeah. 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 So if I'm allowed mine... to have a joint first, it'd be second. Wait, what? That just broke if, my brain. If I have Spider-Man Two and Homecoming as the top, I would Good. have this then as. Oh, much. okay, got you. Yeah. Um. All so right. yeah, I'm I'm very very similar. Bottom for me is um um Amazing Spider-Man Two. Okay. Then Far From Home. Didn't really yeah, enjoy that at all. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, lost a lot of the magic of the first one. Um, then Spider-Man 3. Then um, Spider-Man 1. Cool. Then The Amazing Spider-Man, because I really liked that film. That was yeah, really I good. Would, yeah. um, then Spider-Man... Um, sorry, then the then Spider-Man Homecoming. Cool. Then Into Darkness. Damn it, what the... Spider-verse. Into the Spider-Verse. And, and then, then Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Also, but, we both basically agree Spider-Man 2 is... it's. It, oh, it's much. it's one of the it, yeah. it possibly is the that and X Men two are possibly the best comic book films 
ever made. Um, and I don't really count Dark Knight because it's not a comic book film. Well, we'll have to do another episode on that one because I'm not saying you're wrong, I'm not saying you're right, but I'm saying I've got thoughts. That's fair. X2 is a good film. X2 it is, is one of the best. It's fantastic. Yeah. Similar franchises in terms of X-Men 1, X-Men 2, X-Men 3. All Spider-Man 1, 2 and 3 doing very similar things. Yep. Interesting. Cool. Um, anything else you want to get off your chest about Spider-Man into the spirit of Mary and into the spirit of Eris? No. Uh, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Enjoyed the cameos. Enjoyed the story. Give me more Spider-Ham. Yes. Oh, that's all, folks. <laughs> whoa, whoa. You want to get sued? Brilliant. Really <laughs> Uh, cool. Um, we have um, a special guest next week. Won't be much of a surprise. It's Albert Hogan. Um, uh, and we will tease the story. The story, that was weird. We'll tease the film that we're going to be watching um, uh, later on in the week on Twitter. So keep an eye out for that. But um, it is going to rip apart your childhood. It's a film that Ian hasn't seen. Ian, talking about myself in the third person. It's a film that I haven't seen. And I've got a feeling I'm going to tear it apart and as much as you which film was it you guys enjoyed Nightmare on Elm Street and I managed to talk you round I'm hoping I'm going to yeah. do the same thing I <laughs> I feel this statement is going to make more sense when people know what film it is but I don't think there's enough legal narcotics for you to get to where we need you to get to to enjoy this film I, do, I totally agree I don't um, I think I would have struggled as a young Ian I think 30 year old Ian is not going to buy in um, so stay tuned for that um, thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you next week thank you guys thank you bye 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 thanks for listening to an Englishman and an Irishman go to the movies I at least would love to hear your thoughts on the episode Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at English Irish GTM email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com and check out our website www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at galactic underscore Dave and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome and we love you very much. <laughs>